Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. It's Room 104. Good evening. We were chatting a little bit earlier on about music that you think might m- probably make you a little dumber, but we're chatting now to somebody who was investigating the link between music and intelligence. What type of music do you listen to if you're more intelligent than others? Does it work the other way around? If you're not that smart, could you increase your smartness by listening to more different types of music? Who knows? Anyway, joining us now from the Oxford Brooks University. Uh, she just completed her PhD. We're delighted to have her on Dr. Elena Racheska, how are you? Thank you so much. I'm great. How are you? It's excellent to be here. No, this is this is uh, thanks a million for popping on. Um, music and intelligence. There's always arguments over you know different aspects of intelligence and what makes you more intelligent or whatever. But you were looking into the link between people and their intelligence and certain types of music. Can you tell us a little bit about the research that you were doing? Yes, of course. So my research focused on investigating this relationship between intelligence or scores or intelligence tests uh, and preference for different types of music, namely instrumental versus vocal or vocal instrumental, because you see rarely we have this purely vocal music nowadays. Uh, And the focus was actually, or the perspective was uh, from evolutionary psychology, which essentially looks at intelligence as a modular brain uh, that helps you solve these problems that are evolutionarily novel, which means they weren't present or they were much more rarely occurring uh, during our evolution. So uh, my research essentially kind of our hypothesis was that individuals which have higher intelligence or those that score higher on intelligence tests would be more likely to have a preference for instrumental music. At the same time, we expected to find no differences in intelligence uh, for those who prefer or for the preference of vocal instrumental music. And that's actually essentially what we did find. So when you just to break that down a little bit more further, the, the super smart people like listening to instrumental music. And then is it is it average intelligence people like listening to quote unquote normal music, just like pop music with singing in it? So essentially, if you know somebody's intelligence score or, or score on an intelligence test, yeah. uh, if higher, you can say, OK, this person is more likely to also prefer instrumental music, like, for example, classical instrumental music but if their score is slightly lower so it's not a big difference that we're talking about but if it's slightly lower you essentially can't tell anything about their musical preference and that's because vocal music is evolutionarily familiar so all right. the situations or stimuli or problems that are evolutionarily familiar like for example search for food escape from predators or even mate acquisition intelligence doesn't really help you at all 
So there should be no difference between those who are more intelligent or less intelligent. We are all equally likely to prefer vocal or vocal instrumental music. Right. Okay. And then, you know, from an evolutionary point of view, why then? What the higher intelligence people who who seem to like more instrumental kind of tracks? Why? Do you know? According to this hypothesis, which was proposed by Satoshi Kanazawa, and it's called Savannah IQ Interaction Hypothesis, uh, it's because instrumental music is evolutionarily novel. So if we look at evolution of music, vocal music started first, so it's older. And then mm. you can also, some people say, because there's so many more styles that are vocal or vocal instrumental, that's another sign, kind of makes sense. Uh, and on the other hand, we have instrumental music, which is more novel. So intelligence again is something that is notoriously difficult to define and measure occasionally but if that's an ability let's say very very simply ability to solve problems ability to yeah. think up yeah so it's it's more those individuals who have higher intelligence and again it's not a huge difference they're more likely to also understand this uh, stimuli that are evolutionarily novel and then uh, if you understand something you're of course more likely to also prefer it or to like it it doesn't mean that you will, but of course, if you don't understand something, then your chances are that much lower. So that's actually the difference. Right. Okay. So the, the intelligence for, for this perspective, you're saying it's being attracted to the novel stimuli and understanding it. Um, I presume then it doesn't work backwards. Like if I'm an average intelligence person and I start listening to instrumental classical music, will I become more intelligent or is it just, no, sorry. I think it's very difficult in uh, studies that are like this one. It's just a correlational study. So mm -hmm. Just because there's a relationship between two variables, it doesn't mean that one is the cause of another, if that makes sense. There have been studies that kind of looked at musical training or listening to specific pieces by Mozart, for example. It's called Mozart effect. Uh, would they affect your performance on an intelligence test? And in some cases, yes, but it's very difficult to kind of pinpoint for how long. It's usually 15 minutes, 10 minutes. It's not a long kind of right. influence. Yes. If you listen to a piece specifically in this one, one research, uh, you would do better on intelligence tests subsequently, but it doesn't really last long. So I would say, I mean, if you're a child and you're going to music school, it's always good because it does develop your thinking. And uh, of, of course, as your brain develops, it, it always helps to have different types of stimuli and uh, to try and solve different problems. Um, but I, I'm actually not sure if it, it would work the other way around, as you said. Right. Okay. I'm just, I'm thinking, oh, someone's going in for a job interview or they've got an exam tomorrow. Are they, are, you know, playing a bit of Mozart in their ears for 15 minutes? Is that going to do anything? It might be better than playing, I don't know, Justin Bieber, for example. So actually, it, it really depends because, um, so there is another study, this is not something completely different, but if you, for example, if you're able to listen to music while you do your, for you take your exam, uh, it does help if you listen to the same type of music that you listen to while you studied, because it will trigger different kind of pathways in your brain. So that's another way to trick the system in a way. Um, but, you know, I mean, you can try if it helps you focus. I think the, uh, whatever works for, for whoever is taking this exam, that you should do exactly that. Yeah, there you go. You can just uh, make sure you, you I don't, maybe it's easier because I know a lot of exams are done over Zoom. Now you might be able to get away with playing music um, and studying it that way. But then again, if you're listening to music, you just record the answers and hide them in a song and play them <laughs> into your ears. We, yeah, we won't advocate for that now. Yeah, uh, this evening. But um, was there anything else that you kind of learned from this uh, study that you might have been slightly surprised about or found um, interesting? Uh, I was surprised by a finding that we actually also found intelligence to be predictive of this preference for vocal music. So this was contrary to what we expected. However, this relationship was not quite as strong. And when we compared statistically the two results, uh, we still actually corroborated our hypothesis because uh, the predictiveness of intelligence for instrumental music preference was much, much more robust. Uh, and of, in fact, the reason why there is this correlation. So if you if you like one type of music, you're also more, more likely to like another type. 
uh, is because potentially there is an underlying factor of just a general preference for music. So there are people, of course, who just generally speaking, don't really listen to music, don't really enjoy music. Uh, mm. There are a few, <laughs> they're not very, maybe uh, as frequent. Uh, but there's also something that we also often see in research that uh, preference for any specific style. So if you just say, for example, heavy metal, uh, it's it's likely that you also prefer a different music style. So it's also very dangerous to kind of look look at things just at the level of specific styles. It's better to look at them robustly, for example, instrumental versus vocal. So in the end, when we kind of looked at all the results together, it did make sense. Um, but yeah, at first we were kind of surprised because it was not what we expected at all. Um, but yeah, it was very, very interesting to, to see that as well. And uh, what surprised me as well is just how many people uh, looked at this research and looked at this paper uh, and kind of, and this is of course uh, the consequence of kind of different media outlets treating this research kind of as a clickbait in a way. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I got some quite angry messages at one point in my, on my Instagram, which is really funny uh, because people would just kind of put a title, oh, if you're less intelligent, you're going to like this type of music. And if mm. you're more intelligent, you're going to like this type of music. And this is not what we're saying at all. Um, there was another part of our research where we actually did look uh, at this factorial structure, it's called, uh, behind our scale of musical preferences. So essentially we wanted to see how these different styles group together and whether that's correlated to intelligence. And then now this is slightly different because we are no longer in the area of evolutionary psychology, we are in the area of cognitive psychology. Uh, but we did find that, for example, certain musical styles, they are more related to, um, well, there is a relationship between the preference for them and the pre and higher intelligence. And of course, we are not the first to find this particular connection. Um, so I think people like to focus on those because those are kind of more um, clickbaity. Oh, of course. Yeah, you got to get those clicks in. That's the only thing that matters is your years of research coming down to a few clicks. But you, you didn't then obviously look at, at the, the far side of it then. You know, you could look at the extremes and say the dumbest people in the world like this type of music. You can't say that, can you? No, absolutely not. Because I think it's also would be it would be very unfair and it would be invalid as well, because those differences in intelligence are not that big. It's only a few points on an intelligence test. The thing is, it's so and it keeps we keep getting the same thing between different types of different research different types of tests of intelligence so that's why it's interesting but in reality uh, it's a small small difference uh, and i would not like to anybody to feel bad especially because again if we look at these vocal styles which are more prevalent there is no difference like people who like rap and who like pop and who like um rmb they're not less intelligent and especially again what i said what i said before um if you prefer one type of music you will also prefer other types of music as well so for example i know for myself and I, I did i went to music school and i played the piano and my musical taste is quite eclectic as well mm. so um this is just anecdotal and of course one person but there's hundreds and thousands and i think we are kind of are similar in that sense as well so yes please never feel bad and then again also intelligence is one of those things that is so difficult to define and measure uh, but people do tend to get really stuck on it because it's one of those things that are really buzzy like oh intelligence oh smarter people dumber people but in the end it doesn't really make such a big difference perfect if you've just tuned in we're chatting to uh, dr elena Racheska, who uh, was doing some research looking into how um slightly more intelligent people are more likely to listen to instrumental kind of classically based music without any singing or vocals in it now that doesn't mean that you're an idiot if you don't listen to those because it's only uh, a very minute listen uh, Thanks a million, Elena, for, for popping on. Before we let you go, um, you were just chatting before we went on air here. You, you have a dog and your dog is named after probably the best city in the world. Exactly. That's exactly correct. 
My dog is called Dublin and I love her so much. She's a black lab and she is named after Dublin because this is so hilarious. Uh, I really love Dublin and I've been there multiple times and I hope to visit again as soon as possible. And yes, this has been such an honor, such a pleasure. And anytime, please, I'm, I'm very, very happy to discuss my research or, or Dublin. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, uh, Dr. Elena Rachevska, thanks a million for popping on. Very best of luck with everything in the future. And tell the dog we said hello from Dublin to Dublin. Thank you very much. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.